Round four's fantasy major league rugby matchups came down to the wire, and a league member joins the show for the first time to talk about his thoughts on fantasy rugby four weeks into the MLR season. The Fantasy Rucker Show starts right now. Where rugby and the world of fantasy sports collide. Welcome to the Fantasy Rucker Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, talking all things rugby from the MLR to leagues around the world. We're on top of it. Headphones on, pads off. This is the Fantasy Rucker Show. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Yee, Matt Yee, and Devin Vanderpool. What's up, everybody? This is episode number eight of the Fantasy Ruckers Show. Thank you to all of our league members. Thank you to our Fantasy Ruckers community members and everyone else joining in on this fantasy rugby journey. It's been a wild one so far, four weeks in. Of course, with me, as always, Devin, Vandy, Vanderpool, and Matt Yee. Guys, this round four came down to the wire, especially with some of our fantasy matchups, man. It was all of them, except for one matchup. And Matt, I'm sure you're excited oh, about that one matchup. But every matchup, <laughs> every matchup, except for one, was decided within 3.1 points. Man, it, w- it was a fun one this weekend. Hey, how much do you have to pay, buddy, to not set his lineup? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we're, we're starting off hot at the top, hey, eh, Vandy? <laughs> we're going right off the top. I just, <laughs> hey, I, just, I just conveniently made it very hard for him to set his lineup. That's it. That's all I did. Uh, well, we'll get to so, it, and we do have to mention that in a little bit in the league update. There was uh, a little bit of unusualness going on in our week, but nonetheless, it was a fair victory, for uh, to spoil it, to say the least, for a winless Matthew team heading in to yep. round four. But we'll, we'll cover all of that and figure out where the league stands after four weeks of play but before we get into all that and talk about this week's past matchups and the fantasy results that came with it we do have a very special guest on our show and it's the first time we're bringing actually one of our league members onto the podcast we're going to welcome on john fitz fitzpatrick he is the owner of rugby morning of our league and he's the first league member to join our show fitzy welcome to the fantasy rucker show fitz, guys welcome, thank- Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited for this. This has been great so far. These first four weeks have been dynamite. Yeah, no, I think I, just with the discussions, we were talking about it before show, Fitzy, just the the interaction that we're having within our Discord community, the uh, the traction that we're getting it with on socials and on Reddit and, and all these different plays about people who are so fired up for fantasy rugby in the MLR. It sounds like you guys are having a blast, not only watching the games, but also keeping tallies of your players and figuring out what they do, trying to work out all the points while I'm trying to crunch away the, the, the suspense every week seems like it, it surmounts for you guys. I mean, it's rugby and sports is best when it's like a two screen experience, right? You've got, if you're watching the game, you got your phone on, you're on Twitter, you're on, you're, you're following your fantasy football team. Now taking that to rugby, taking that to MLR, I think this is fantastic, right? They're, they're trying to grow the sport in the U.S. What is a great way to engage avid fans and casual fans? Like a guy like Vandy, right? Who last year wasn't watching any MLR. All of a sudden, I watched last week's episode and he's, Bringing up a couple of points, I'm like, yo, this Vandy guy seems like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> oh, you know? like, don't 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 let his get, head get <laughs> too big here. He's just he's only four weeks in fits. So we got to control him because we know <laughs> being in a fantasy football league with Vandy, I know what he can become and the and the the, the demon we can create. We got to make sure that we uh, we tame him here. We can't let him get uh, too past here. But well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm buttering him up a little bit because I'm trying <laughs> to see if he'll go for a trade offer. Start cooking up some trades. That, that, I think, I think that is the Peterson next big thing. Porter off limits. 
Never say never, man. Yeah, Anything's fair in love and fantasy. There we go. Well, well, let's talk about fantasy rugby, Fitzy, because I think that's the big conversation we want to have because the way that we've approached this project is a little bit, I guess, unconventional of what we've seen in the past when it comes to fantasy rugby, at least overseas. Um, we, We mentioned it in episodes before about how it tends to be that you know, that salary cap budget based type fantasy style, not that North American head to head draft style format. And I guess the whole style here was to bring that over to the MLR with this brand new league. Um, Four weeks in, like we said, uh, format, scoring, structure. What are your thoughts, you know, so far into the league? Yeah, I've played those those uh, salary cap uh, before with like Six Nations and and membership. And it was cool, right? Because it was it was it was fantasy and it was rugby. So you know, having some familiarity, it was cool. But I think what you guys did in terms of, hey, let's bring it back to and focus on something that, you know, North American or American fans are familiar with, with fantasy basketball or fantasy baseball, or most, most importantly, fantasy football. I think that makes perfect sense, right? Where it's head to head, it's weekly matchups, there's a draft, there's trades, you know, you got to have buy-in if you're the only team owner that has your guy, right? And someone else nabbed him in the draft, like you got to have that buy-in. And it's, you know, if you're playing a, a team and you're both got the same guys, like, what's the fun in that? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah so, for sure. Yeah. So, so bringing it back to, to what everyone is already familiar with, right, I think that makes perfect sense. I think the scoring is is interesting, right, because as you mentioned earlier in the show, first of all, kudos, Matt, for hand scoring all of this. I mean, that is that is unbelievable. Um, I hope you're accurately keeping score because there's a couple of <laughs> I times. I think he cheated I think I've done my part in, in making it abundantly clear here that I am a man of the people. I'm the commissioner of the people. I, I yeah. lay no favorites to anyone, and right. I will continue to do that moving forward. But, except watching um, me lose. Except, for, except yeah. for that minus 50-point rule, which we'll get to with your blunder of a mistake last oh, week. But, but we'll get to that. You didn't put it in yet. I'm <laughs> Yeah, we got to change that oh, one and three to a two and two, eh, Matt? But uh, no. Yeah, no, It's uh, it's been fun. I think the the... It ha- I will I will say it has been a lot to kind of stat the games out each week and you know with life happening in general it sometimes can uh, mm-hmm. it, it gets a lot sometimes but it wouldn't be as enjoyable just the excitement of seeing you guys enjoying it and seeing how much of an impact is making people digest the game differently even people who aren't in our league that are just you know following along they're having a lot of fun watching fantasy rugby in the MLR too so I think that just yeah. keeps the whole thing going which is which is why there's someone crazy enough like me and and Matt and, and Vandy and even you Fitzy that are yeah, staying in tune nice. with this even though I know that it's difficult to look up those rosters and you guys are doing a lot of this research by hand there's no Yahoo app or ESPN app that that we can go to that has all that yeah, research there for it. you. So <laughs> I know I know that you guys have uh, have have to put in that work there for you guys to keep your uh, your teams afloat week in and week out. So I, I know mean, there that's is kind of that's kind of the fun in it too, right? You know, like you, you hope that you know everyone's kind of going to the same sources, right? But maybe you hope you see something that someone else didn't see, or you yeah. check a lineup yeah, and you get this gut feeling. Yeah. You know, yeah, or, so. or somebody catches a, a team signing somebody you know new that isn't on the on the rosters. I think, I think Hokey's been been on that. Like, I was that. Say, well, I that's a black, black market website. He's on. Like. <laughs> well, well, Vandy, what what was it that you texted me about? What does it feel like when you're playing against some of these guys who are just so knowledgeable about the MLR? Man, it's like playing that. Uh... Who's that? That Ian Rappaport from NFL. Like, <laughs> you're playing an insider, man. The guy's making moves. I'm like, right. He's not even on the roster, dude. This guy's just <laughs> off doing his own thing. 
You post 350 yeah. players, he's not any of them. How is he even relevant? And then you pop right. off for like 12 points. I'm like, all right. That but was yeah, no, I mean, I mean, right? I mean Fitz has a good point though. It adds another element to it where it's now it's 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 oh, the 100%. people who put who people who put in the work are going to see the fruits of their labor pay through on their weekly basis. Hey, you're gonna put up yep. duds like Matt last week, putting up, oh. you know, a couple weeks ago, putting up nine points. You're gonna have big weeks like Fitzy who scores 57 plus points in round three. Down. <laughs> but yeah, at the same wow. time, in that first week, you're scoring what? Was it like eight points, nine points, something like that? So um it, it definitely mine. goes score like 22 and i think <laughs> consistency man consistency that hey that is key and I, I i guess that's to my point is that um you're not going to be able to you know expect to score high points every single week but it's the team i think that can minimize that fluctuation the most like what you're saying Danny, stay at that 22 points you might lose some weeks because someone goes off and puts up 57 points but they're not going to do that every single week so yeah well, there we go. you know matt maybe that's something just to, to think about to tweak right like i know i've always enjoyed higher scoring fantasy leagues like a ppr right and, and i'm not saying you know maybe the, you know something to think about is takeaways and learnings for next season is like is there a, is there a ppr equivalent to rugby and i'm not necessarily saying touches but right is there yeah. an equivalent to yeah. that i think there's like should a have more stock for next year into if a guy completes the game yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's one of the big things, too. I mentioned it last episode. Statting the minutes has surprisingly been one of the hardest things yeah. to stat. And oh, it's interesting it. because it's also the thing that gives us the least amount of points, I feel like. But it's also the most consistent amount of points because you yeah. add up on your roster a bunch of these ones because the guy's sitting 80. And, hey, that's five points right there. And that might decide your week. So even though one of them doesn't do that, a, a cumulative or an addition of multiple of those can do it. But I will say... It has been tough to stat out those minutes. So, yeah, maybe something addressing that. But I also think just the growth of the MLR when it comes to their availability mm-hmm. of stats and what they are statting on a – I'm not even going to say on a live basis. Like, it doesn't have to be instantaneous, but at least – some sort of report that or a box score that you get at the end of the game where it shows you, you yeah. know, here yeah. are the percentage like p- uh, possession percentages. Here is your broken tackle numbers. Here are your, you know, drop ball numbers, just even little things like that. Cause then you can go back and kind of um, extrapolate that out and try and try to break it down to something that's fantasy digestible. But right now there's not even that it seems like, and a lot of it is kind of either done by hand or the limited stuff that you can find on their website or, or just stuff you collect on, I guess, third party resources, which yeah. I will say there are a bunch of third party resources out there that have been very, very helpful. I mean, Hokie showed me one app um, in our league. He, he is the leader right now. Dank is anchors. Of course, he showed me one of his resources that he I apparently uses tribe um, it's one of the apps on there <laughs> that uh, has all the all the scoring <laughs> on there and stuff um, and then you have other things like rugby American news and things like that where you're able to refer to these different websites and I'll even give a shout out to rugby morning what you guys are doing and and and, and uh, being able to you know provide that information just more information more content um, goes a long way and I think if, if we can keep that going it will only make fantasy rugby in the MLR more intuitive and and just different dynamic pieces because right now it does feel like it's very try heavy base i mean you guys can speak to it whether or not you think that but to that point like i'm i'm always just thinking every week like how much different this league or how much different the scoring could be and and the pickups would be if tackles were were running like Mm -hmm. if we had a good stat for tackles and a consistent and accurate stat for tackles we could easily be getting guys that are 
you know, guys that aren't aren't scoring tries, but you get him just because he's he's making a tackle every every yeah. third breakdown, right? How about if you guys change smoke like Mitch Wilson back to back weeks? <laughs> I will say, I will say, as much as I want to include broken tackles, I ain't that crazy. I ain't yeah. that crazy to sit through every single game, dude. You got, you guys would be getting results like weeks later for each round. It'd be like a like a three week delayed fantasy league where you guys will be still talking about round two while I'm still statting out round one. Um, but but yeah, yeah, hopefully, MLR, MLR please. Please yeah, hopefully, MLR, a nice little shout out there to uh, to hopefully get us some more stats. I will say, I did I did give a little nudge to Co and said, "Hey, man, maybe you can tell the MLR to give us some more stats too. We'll see whether or not." That well, man, I got not, I got I'm two goals. Sure. I got two goals for this league. One, yeah. obviously, of course, is to win. But then the second goal, <laughs> the second goal, I guess three goals. Charity, that's great. The third goal. <laughs> Let's the throw third, that in there. <laughs> the third goal is if it, folks, we've been tweeting that MLR. Trying to get see if we can get a meeting. Just you know, hey, just just a just a you know a little call, a little chat Here's about so. what we're doing over here. Right. You know what hey, I mean? Like this is a great project. Just just get it on the radar because hey, a little bit of fantasy rugby. Hey, looks what look what it's doing for all the other leagues. I feel yeah. like we got something here that can bring. And you mentioned it, Fitzy earlier. It, it it'll just get more people watching the games. You know what I mean? Just get new fans into it, like Vandy, people like that. It'll be a lot of fun. So before we move on here, um, because we do got to start breaking down round four. We, we, Fitzy, since we have you live here, we can't go without talking to you about what happened in round three. And I, I, I remember it like, like, like it's yesterday because I, you send me the message of your lineup, right? And I, and I, I message you back and I say, I see that Co's not in there. Don't, don't be surprised if Co scores a try this week. It's like, hey, it's something I'm gonna have to live with. And lo and behold. Co scores a nice little beauty there in round three for his first career try. Beautiful and he doesn't try. do beautiful the thing. Try. Beautiful try. He doesn't do the thing that we discussed too. But as you saw that, what was kind of going through your mind with that? I'll let you explain yourself because we did go at you pretty hard in episode number seven. <laughs> <laughs> and deservedly so. I mean, deservedly so. And I think that's what's great about this league is the fact that we've you guys got that connection to Andrew Coe. And he loves the idea and he's having fun with it. Um, I knew I was going to draft Andrew Coe. At some point, I just I was worried that someone else was going to try and get him before I did. Um, and I was like, you know, when it was time to select him, I was like, perfect. Andrew Coe, bang, this is going to be great. Great player, right? Like he was going to get drafted in our league no matter yeah. what. Um, yeah, when I uh, made the decision to take him out of the lineup, because on paper, I liked the matchup that Seattle had. And I put Tavetti Lopetti in. But, you know, the great thing about it is it, it comes full circle, but as we talked about, but, yeah, it was a really hard decision for me to take Andrew Coe out. So I'm watching, you know, the rugby ATL New York game, and it was a great game. It was a high-scoring oh, game. Oh, yeah. Back yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then when I saw Coe just reach up and grab that ball and yeah. just sprint down the field <laughs> and, like, a breakaway, I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's, like, 50 meters ahead of anyone. He's going to have so much time to do the, the gritty or whatever it was. And... Oh, he just got mobbed by his teammates. Yeah, yeah. And, and for, the, yeah. For, for our listeners who are listening, um, you can go back to the episode. We had an interview, I believe it was in episode number two with Andrew Coe, um, where he kindly agreed for whatever team drafted him, he would allow that team to choose his try celebration. Now, I will say, so we agreed on this, and, and we'll spoil it for the viewers, because he, he kind of half did it this week after the, and we'll talk about it in our round four recap when he did. He was a little bit ahead of the ball there, but Matthew has something to say on 
on that. But it almost seemed like he was going to try. But we did agree that he was going to try to do the gritty um, as his celebration. Now, I feel like we talked about trying to do this minus 50 point penalty on you for not starting him last <laughs> you know week because we were just so sick with it. <laughs> episode two, I thought I heard Coe say minus 50. Yeah, yeah, you're, well, we'll yeah, split, we'll split we that go. voice. That's just, right. just play him that week. Yeah, we'll, re- we'll retroactively, <laughs> retroactively give the you the win. Know. No, they but, know. The but but what I, what I was what I was thinking, Fitz, was that. You, I don't think we're punished enough here because, like you said, Tavid Lopez, the guy that you placed in for him, ends up having a better fantasy yeah. week than Andrew Co. And he ends up doing the great. <laughs> so it's a full circle. So like he didn't even choose that. And it, I just feel it. And, and, and you and you get the fifty-seven point. It's just like what the heck, man? Like you were not punished for the way that you should have freaking been punished I, for not starting. I, I benched my boy Co. The guy who I replaced him with scored two tries, did the gritty. I got the dub. It worked yeah. out perfectly, man. It was oh, perfect. My God. And yeah, I put yeah, it yeah. Yeah. I karma like that. Now Co is going to get called for offside on every single try that he potentially scores yeah. for the rest of the season. And this past yeah. week was the uh, the first preview of that. So thank you for uh, for getting that jinx on there, Fitz. But nah, <laughs> I will say you did mention, you tweeted out there that he is going to be in your starting lineup from here on out. I'm sure he appreciates that. Um yeah, like it'll, it. it'll be. It'll, the, the yeah, tweet. it'll be. Uh, it'll be fun to see. He's having. A, he's having a lot of fun with the league, and in all seriousness, he. We've been back and forth, and it was funny. We we're going to try to surprise you and bring him on the show today, but unfortunately, <laughs> he was. Uh, he's a little bit tied up with some other stuff. Uh, um, you know, touring around New York and just enjoying that New York life. But right. hopefully, we can bring him on and, and get his reaction because he's looking like he's having a lot of fun in the MLR. And top of all this fantasy, because he keeps on asking me questions about the points, and he's really interested. And so it's cool to see kind of players who are actually in the league. Um, being invested is he into, asking into how many points sports. he scores every week is he just going hey how many points i get this week <laughs> yeah, I get? Yeah, yeah yeah there we go <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll see we'll see it'll, it'll be cool, but what i do yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so uh but yeah hopefully uh he'll uh he'll be able to uh do a little bit more than uh what he did on your bench there fitzy last week going forward so hey, i think uh i think we longer. can George there we w. go. <laughs> there we go. Um, so yeah, let's move on here, guys, and start breaking down round four. But and Fitz, we're gonna keep you on here because we'd love to get your uh, your opinions on all this as we break this stuff down. But uh, yeah, I think overall. Um, the biggest thing here, takeaway, is that, man, fantasy rugby is rolling right now, especially with our league. I think everyone's having a lot of fun. Fitz, you sound like you're having a lot of fun. So if you guys are out there and you want to, um, you know, be involved in this world of fantasy rugby in uh, major league rugby. Make sure you give us a follow at the fantasy Rutgers. everywhere you find socials. We're also on YouTube where you can find the full episodes, video episodes and on podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, um, you'll be able to download us there as well. And, and join us on this fantasy rugby journey. Cause it's been an absolute blast, a blast about uh, a month in here into the season. Um, so with that being said, let's move on to round four, just some news and notes though, here, as we get into the league, um, just to start off, the round four talk here. Um, some roster moves from last weekend and you taking advantage of one of these roster moves fits. Um, Paul Seek going to the Utah Warriors. They were on buy on this past week, but that might be a pickup that might uh, pay off in a little bit here coming from the Harlequins. He's looking like he's going to be a big pickup. Uh, Chris Matina also going to the Gilgronis. Luis Satima, Sitama. Uh, these names, man, they're going to get me every time. Rugby Atlanta <laughs> and then Frederick Honey, Henry Ajuda going to Rugby Atlanta as well. But let's talk about that Paul Seek move 
move there. I know we mentioned it last week, um, but you capitalized that on uh, on that move, Fitzy, with the uh, the waiver wire there. Um, how are you feeling about him for the Utah Warriors? I know Vandy is very in tune because with his new fandomship of this brand new team, it's not looking too hot so far. You know, I was I'm excited about. Uh, uh, Paul Lasique when he comes back to the MLR. Now, the thing is, I spent a lot of money on him on the waiver wire. It was another yeah. $10 burner that I put on him, and he's not going to play until potentially uh, the end of March. So okay. I've got, you know, I've got a roster spot sitting there with no points, right? So that that means less flexibility, which I think will hamper me a little, little early on. But I'm hopeful that when he comes back, they plug him right into the lineup and he's just like a sledgehammer and just crashes through <laughs> the line and just well, we destroys it. people. But here's the thing. Utah has it. I mean, Utah, of course, they haven't won a game yet, but they've been playing well. They begin a couple of those, yeah. those bonus points that they need. I think, I think they'll, they'll turn it around um, and they're going to, ha- they're going to hang around, but yeah, Lasique, I won't be able to play him at least until the end of March. And it, yeah. as you guys know, you know, I, I spend pretty freely on the, the fantasy, um, <laughs> On the fab the dollars. Budget. Yeah, the fab budget. I think I'm already a quarter of the way through on two guys for the most part. Hey, it's okay. I t- t- ask, ask Matt some uh, questions about fab budget. He's running out pretty low, too. He blew $16 hey? on no, Christian. Sorry, it paid off. But... Yeah, you know, you can trade for fab. So that is something that we are going to include. So if if you're running low, if it's yeah. going to be a kicker to get, you know, 10 extra dollars for you to use throughout the season, hey. And if you if it fits, if you don't get the hint there, basically Vandy's just laying laying little little uh, hints here that uh, a trade that you were talking about earlier is is there and available for you. So give me right AKA, AKA he has fab budget that he is willing to give you. Basically, so I there that is. But yeah, dollars. lots of player moves. I mean, it's hard to keep in track of all these player moves because I think out of all leagues, um, it, there's just so much movement in the MLR with players moving on and players coming in. Um, so we try to do our best with at least the notable players. But that one was one of note because uh, Fitz, you did capitalize on that and him having a lot of professional rugby experience. We'll see if that pays off um, and translate into fantasy rugby. Quick few things here left, guys. Tim Metcher, he achieves 50 MLR caps. That's a that's a big one. Um, We've been mentioning these milestones, Fitzy, throughout kind of these past few episodes, and it's kind of cool to see. Uh, the MLR starting to build these milestones. I know they've had a bunch of teams that have reached, you know, certain cap milestones that have earned certain points milestones. So the, the league is still young, but how you develop like a like a, a deep history with the league is with these types of things. So it's cool to see them after, you know, five seasons into this thing, them starting to build, you know, kind of a, a, a history that they can kind of, you know, talk about it. it, it it's cool to see. You, you got to start from somewhere. Right. And I think, those milestones are cool. And, and look, like when the NFL first started and these other professional leagues first started, right, the, those sports weren't the biggest at the time. Those, those athletes weren't making the most money, right? And, I, and, and most of the MLR players who are, who are playing right now, they're not making, obviously, comparative to the other athletes. They're not making top dollar. But, man, they're going out there. They're busting their butts. They want to grow the league because I think everyone knows the opportunity of rugby in the U.S. I think it's 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 um it's ripe for exponential growth. So to, to say you were part of the formation of the professional rugby opportunity in the U.S. I think is something these guys will look back on and be like, that's super cool. And oh, by the way, these, these guys over here were doing fantasy rugby as well. Hats <laughs> yeah. to them, right? Yeah, I love, I love <laughs> hey, the subtle plugs. Love but, it. Love but it. But on it. that, on that, you man, we got to keep shouting it out because fifty caps, new league, old league, fifty caps is no joke. Yeah, like, yeah. fifty caps. Sure. That is over two seasons of you, you know, cracking the the, the twenty three uh, for for every game. 
for over those two over those two seasons plus. So, fifty caps is no joke and something that uh, Man, people deserve. Some are these guys not get paid enough too? You know, I don't think you can find any other sport where you got those massive dudes in the middle just smoking some of these wingers. Like, hey, that, that's just how that day. That's just how crazy rugby players are, man. They don't need Honestly, the dough, dude. They just love being out on the pitch and just having Mitch a little Boston, bit of fun, man. Okay. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, Tim, that you're hitting that. Tim, that you're hitting that big uh, 50 MLR cap uh, milestone. He's only the uh, the second player in MLR's history to hit that milestone. So congratulations to him. He's been able to do that with five seasons on the Seattle Seawolves, um, helping them with those back-to-back titles, I believe, a few years back there um, when they were uh, had that little run of dominance there um, at the start of the league's history. Um, and then one last thing, guys, and I know this is a hot topic of discussion before we head into round four, is the conversation of about commentators in the MLR and um, in that Giltinis and uh, New England Free Jacks match, there were uh, there were some interesting nicknames that the commentators tried to use. Um, I'm just going to name some of them here. Apparently, Harry Barlow is the wheelbarrow. Apparently, Charlie Abel is Charlie Horace. Joe Johnson, the mechanic. You got Kyle Sakara for some reason is called Pot Roast. Um, and I want to say a few games back, it was the same commentator that had this to say about Ryberg. Oh, this is last season. The Ryberg. The quadricep with eyeballs. Apparently, yeah, apparently Ryberg is the quadricep with eyeballs yeah. too. So, what are your you thoughts about the- these? What are your thoughts about these nicknames? And then, I guess I sh- I need to ask the questions, and I'm afraid to ask you. But what are your thoughts about the color commentary and the commentating in general in the MLR so far? I just want to throw in quick is that he called Ryberg that last season, and this season Ryberg is now turned into Hercules. Or something like that. So more like he's a yellow card with eyes. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Fitzy, give us your thoughts. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, w- one, I think um, some of these names are so hard to say in the league, right? Yeah. Like if there's an easier nickname to pronounce, I'm going with that nickname all day long. <laughs> True. Um, but a lot of these nicknames are super colorful, which I think is great, right? Like I think yep. it just shows the personality of the different players. And if the fans can get behind, you know, some of these nicknames, I think uh, I'm all for it. Um, you know what? Look, I think what's been great so far is that the Rugby Network has been able to broadcast all the games for free if you're in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I think in, in Canada as well, except for maybe the Arrows game. But I guess that's on replay and you can watch that on TSN or whatever. I don't know much about the Canadian broadcast system. I don't know. Garbage, but- just like the Internet. <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell that Vandy's internet's like he's got the Canadian internet up, up there, so he's he's, he's rolling. But, uh, no, it's been great. No, the rug the rugby network fits has been fantastic, and that's a, yeah. that that I will say and I will admit that that is a big reason why we've been able to do this whole fantasy rugby yeah. thing is largely part yeah. because I've been able to watch these games on demand back and be able to watch them over and over and over again. So that has been a huge help. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, to your point, man. Names, dude. They're they're hard to say. I I think they're the most colorful names in uh, in in the MLR, or I should say, in any sports. I mean, you got guys named. I, I saw one guy. His name was he was a hooker, and his last name's Rams. Brendan Rams. Like, how perfect is that? You got Rhino Herbst. He's a lock. Like these names are just incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, Rhino and, Herbst yeah, is a we, great rugby name. Like, right, on, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. It's perfect. Yeah. So why not add uh, add some nicknames in there as well to make it a little bit more fun? But uh, yeah, I mean, from a commentating standpoint, I mean, it's a brand new league. I, we don't need to go there, Matt. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. There's a, there's, a, there's been a few there's been a few That's, like Dallas Stanford. He's the guy who comes up with a lot of the catchy phrases that are funny. Like he he's well known. He he's all over the world. Rugby seven circuit. Yeah. Like he's great. Like Matt McCarthy. He's just a, a road warrior. He's been 
he's been you know broadcasting commenting on games um for a number of years um so there i think there are a few standouts some have been you know not as good as others but yeah you know, you know it's it's the play-by-play guys are, are i think are fine it's the color commentators that when they're they're trying to make a a a comment about a penalty or about certain things i kind of listen to another oh, what you are you what? talking I, I gotta like the nicknames that are just like out to lunch like in football <laughs> for say there's one guy named chicken salad and it's like, why the hell would he be named Chicken Salad? Well, it's because he made something out of nothing, Chicken Salad. There we go. Well, I mean, like, I think I think the consensus here is keep, keep the nicknames going. They're pretty fun. You have it. You get things like this. You get the quad. You get the quadricep with eyeballs. But then at the same point, I think to what's interesting here between your conversation, Matt, between Fitzy and Vandy, is that I think there's a fine line that these commentators also have to balance as well between the experienced rugby player, rugby fan like yourself, Matt, um, and Fitz, versus let's say the brand new fan like Vandy who's still trying to learn the game. I know it's a fine line to try to please both of those parties, mm-hmm. and I think the MLR is still trying to grasp the 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 most effective way to do that i mean it's challenging it's hard and I, it, you're not going to get it down on on the, the first you know it's been five seasons but it's still yeah. difficult yeah. um so yeah. it, it'll and be I interesting clarify, you know honestly I, I feel like they do a good job right now explaining the penalties the penalties are the the, the toughest part for me off the hop is like the knock-on was one for me that took a while to understand but now i, I completely get it i'm like okay that made sense for sure like yeah. i think last or on Sunday or Saturday, there was a try scored off a knock. And all it was was they both went up for it, hit off Buddy's hand, landed right in the lap of the one dude, and he just books it downfield. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to clarify also that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm new to rugby too. I'm no expert. I'm one and two. No, stop it. I'm rugby, not even going to so let new. you go there. No. As you have, as as you have, as you have your Rugby Canada jersey oh, in the background while wearing, while wearing your Rugby Ontario jersey that has yeah, your – No, stop show. it. I'm not even going to let you go there. Get, yeah. get out of here. No. You can't – well, You're man, one, one thing that I think uh, – <laughs> sorry, I think one thing that I think we, we we picked up on this league, and I think some MLR clubs are doing a really good job of release their, you know, their match day 23 like a day or so in advance. Some clubs have been really late or don't release it at mm-hmm. all, and I think that affects some of the commentators too, right? If they can't True. study up and know True. who some of the players are, oh, yeah, they're getting like a, a roster sheet five minutes before the match starts, and then they're having to you know, be able to – match names to what's going on out there. I think that's something to do. But I think yep. that helps solve some MLR issues. I think that helps solve some getting sports betting involved. If, if those houses know like, who theirs are, know what the official stats are yeah. that's being fed properly, I think that helps alleviate some of those issues. But still some you know some issues to be worked out yeah but, i mean to at, at the end of the day at the end of the day brand new league it's still a relatively yeah. new league and there's still growing pains that go with that it's only five seasons i mean it sounds like a long time five seasons in but in the grand scheme of things it really isn't that long so i'm sure all of these things yeah. are things that are going to be smoothed out as we move forward and it's just i think it's just as much as them getting the feedback from us so that they can you know adapt and and, and change as we kind of evolve as rugby fans and, and rugby viewers as well in north america because like i said there's not there there there's 
still trying to find the average North American rugby viewer still um, yep. because a lot of these uh, things are just niche guys that have been involved in rugby for a very long time that have digested a lot of other rugby overseas. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they tackle that going forward. But, yeah, hey, guys, half an hour in. Um, I think it's finally time here to go into this round four matchup. Nice conversation there to start about fantasy rugby and, and all the news that's happening on. Um, but let's get into some of these matchups. Um, on bye week this week has been uh, the Utah Warriors, the Rugby Atlanta, and the NOLA Gold. Um, interesting, I think, for you guys to kind of navigate through this week. I mean, three teams on bye. That's a lot of, that's a big chunk of players that aren't available for you. So uh, waiver wires were interesting going through this week. A lot of guys making some big pickups to get those replacements in, having to part ways with some pretty big names as well to make space for some guys. So it was pretty interesting to see how you guys kind of navigate through that. But let's break down this first match that was on, uh, I believe, the uh, the Saturday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Old Glory DC taking on the Toronto Arrows. It looked like DC at the start there was going to kind of yeah. pull through and kind of get it going. But as Matt said last uh, last episode, the Toronto Arrows just pulled through and, and, and didn't look back and ended up putting a bunch of points on them. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I said. Pick up your arrows, guys. I mean, these guys are putting on on a. You know, they're having a good time out there because they're just scoring tries. And and I think uh, Old Glory DC, unfortunately, is the is the matchup that that we should all or all the people in the league should be looking out for when they're when they're looking at their waiver wire and need to fill a position. Yeah, I would. I, I'll, I'll tack on and say um, for Old Glory, something to be concerned about is whoever has Jamison Fanana Schultz. Mm-hmm. He's probably oh looking at um, probably at least a three-game suspension, maybe less. He got, um, you know, there was video of him hitting uh, what's his name, Lucas Rumble. Lucas Rumble, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure the disciplinary team is going to take a look at that, and you know, he could be facing a two, I think, a minimum of three-game suspension. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty certain he's on someone's squad. So you know, that's a big number eight to to have to fill. You know, he's he's a solid player, but uh, not a not a good moment for him in that game, and certainly fantasy implications because of it. Yeah, I mean, I watched that, and I don't understand how one the commentator didn't even touch on it, and two the TMO. You can hear the TMO in the TV saying, "Oh, it was just a push on the back of the head," as they're showing the replay of him winding up and giving a big sucker right to the eye. And then they pan in on Lucas Rumble, and they just saw a huge black eye in the eye. And it's like, oh, yeah, push to the back of the head. That's what did it. That's what did it. But uh, that was that was crazy. And he kept going, too. He did not stop. Like, he had hey. no intentions. of. He wanted to see where what he could get away with that game. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. And it, it'll be interesting. I mean, we had dealt with it last week with, uh, I'm going to butcher his name again, but Jerry Lubis Shagney. I heard I need to get the throat in there a little bit more. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> you I'm, tried. I mean, that he, wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he, uh, he uh, got the three-game suspension last week in that in that match, and now we have Fahinana Schultz, uh, him facing possibly disciplinary yeah. action there. So it, it has a sweet, huge impact. Be at least at least four or five. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find yeah. out. And, and I mean, it's huge fantasy impact because you're not going to have that player. Like we mentioned last episode, you can't put him on your IR. What do you do? Does he just take up a roster spot um, for the next, you know, three to five weeks? I don't drop know. I guess that's the, a decision. Yeah, that's a decision that uh, that uh, lads on tour. John John is going to have to have to make because he started him this week, got the one point, but uh, we'll we'll see if whether John or not. John's uh, a true Canadian. He'd drop him for punching. Yeah, what are you going to have a Canada. team of thugs? 
Yeah, it is Captain Canna, man. And 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 we right. played against Lucas Rumble, and he, he's a he's a tough guy, and and uh, he doesn't take getting punched in the face lightly. That's for yeah. sure. If I, if I know if I remember Rumble correctly, he ain't gonna take that lightly. So we'll see what uh, what action uh, comes down with uh, Nana Schultz there. But some top players from that game: uh, Cole Keith coming through in the front row, seven points there. Mike Shepard scoring a try, six point two points. Lucas Rumble before he got punched in the face and sent out of the game in that first twenty <laughs> minutes was able to get five point eight points. Um, and then the lone try scored on Old Glory DC, 5.6 points. And, and the final question, guys, for you before we move on to this next match, is it time to start panicking on DC players? Because, man, they have not looked good for uh, four yes. matches in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so all you got, I mean, old four haven't really done anything on, like, multiple outings. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I... Yeah, team-wise, the record's not good. I still think they've got a couple of individual players that could that could put some points up. Danny Tusatala, I mean, he hasn't quite had yeah. the start to the season that he would like. But, you know, Tanana Roberts, he, he's another guy on the wing who could drop a couple. That's But yeah. you're right. I mean, Vanny and, and, and Ryan, I see you shaking your head there a little bit too. It's like, yeah, that's a tough decision you have to make because yeah. the, the, the bench spots I mean, aren't that deep. No, I yeah, and I guess the reason – yeah, go ahead, Matt. Everybody has Tanana – I forget who has him or if he's been dropped. I but do. If, if he's playing on at, at outside center, um, I would not start him. He he's a bit lost there. Um, but yeah, you I talk think, to Vandy because he I'm owns with, him. I'm with I'm with Fitzy on Look this. at so your store have, right now. I think if, if you have Tusitala, I think he's one of the few guys that you're going to be keeping on. But everybody else, I you got it. You got to get possession and have possession to score tries and. I mean, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have the ball, and if you're playing defense the whole game, you're not scoring any tries, and that's not going to get us any points in this league. Well, well Mike, Mike my, the Bullis yeah. has been injured. He should be coming back, I think, in a couple of weeks. He he's, I think, I like know, him fly. Too. Yeah, me too. So, I and I think I guess before we move on to this next match, the big question here is. When is it? And I think this is something that we're starting to see in not only just Old Glory DC players, but just big time players that were drafted. I think now we're four weeks in. When is it that you start to hit that panic button? Like we're, you know, you've seen guys that were drafted so high, guys like Danny Tusitala, guys like Mike Teo, first overall, just not performing. I'm not saying that he's not going to perform the rest of the season, but it's almost like fantasy football where you, you know, you have a locking guy, but after a few weeks of not performing, when is it where you're like, okay, I just can't put in my lineup until I see something or those yeah. guys just plug and plays. What is your guys' kind of mindset going forward? Because we are, it's crazy to think, but we are four matches in yeah. almost a quarter of the way through the season. Can you, do you guys have the luxury? I mean, Matt, you're sitting at one and three fits. Maybe you have a little bit more luxury with the, uh, with the two and two start, but not as much as one and three for both of these guys. When do you guys start to make that call? Because time might not be on your side when you guys are vying for those four fantasy uh, playoff spots coming down the stretch. I mean, we're only a quarter way in. Roster, okay. We're only a quarter way in, and I mean, if there's one thing that we know, there's like a handful of guys that are actually consistently putting up points. So, I mean, if they're in the starting lineup for me, you gotta you gotta back them if you drafted them high, and and just hope yeah. that. One of these games, they'll come through for you. Um, yeah. But you know, one point's better than I mean, no points. So you obviously can't think about dropping them. You, those those are the type of guys that rot on your bench. You know what I mean? At the end of it, if he doesn't perform like Mike Tao, I'm assuming he will. But you got to let those guys almost rot on your bench. You can't. You know, you almost got them on a no movement clause, right? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I think there. I think there's. What's interesting is, yeah, about a quarter way through the season, I think there's some some obvious trends that are emerging, right? Like the Gilgronies are just, you know, they're whooping up on people. Yeah. Dallas, you know, Dallas, although improved, you know, they're they haven't won yet. And DC is going to be a team you could probably put some points on. Even San Diego at three and one, they're giving up points. But yeah, yeah. I think um, I think once we start to get into a little bit of the warmer weather, I'm hoping we'll start to see some more some more high scoring matchups. I think getting the jitters out a little bit, you know, get out of that nasty, cold, wet weather, a little bit warmer. Yeah. I mean, look a little at bit Seattle this past week. That looked disgusting. Yeah. yeah it makes <laughs> you look- stronger, so yeah. we'll come <laughs> yeah, back sure. better next week. Like that announcer said, it's all the lactic acid coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those go. warmer weathers, you know, you can you can take that extra risky skip pass, you know what I mean? You can kind of try things a little bit more. You got a little better footing, so I think we'll – I think scoring will start to, to trend up in March and April. And, you know, I think set up for an exciting summer, but um, yeah, like I'm a type of guy who holds on probably to players for far too long, particularly I spend $10 on them on the free, yeah. you know, like free agency. <laughs> so Mendia better start kicking some conversions and penalties here real soon because hey, uh, no yeah, that doesn't help there. There you go. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to this next matchup, guys. Dallas Jackals taking on uh, Rugby New York. And Rugby New York just looking like, you know, how they were, you know, to finish off last season. Um, beating on the Jackals 41-5. Yeah. to five. It was just not even close all match long. Rugby New York looks like a force to be reckoned with. Right up there with the Gilgronies, like we mentioned. Um, thoughts on this match, guys? I mean, contrary to uh, Fitzy's belief, I think it was pretty cold there. Rugby New York, I guess, felt like they were at home. So they managed to put some tries up. Um, but, oh, my. I thought, you know, I thought Dallas was going to keep it a bit tighter. Um, I did not. It was think promising after last week. Fitz mentioned it. It was promising yeah. after last week. And then just. I did not think their set piece was going to get absolutely destroyed yeah. the way they did. Well, the thing yeah. is, New York was just getting tries from everywhere. Like yeah. the wings, like their their front row. Like it, it just seemed like everything was working for them. Everything they did just worked. I mean, it was a try party for New York, and I was disappointed <laughs> yeah. because Dylan Fawcett, who normally starts for them, he's a guy who's a ball hawker who's going to yeah. score a couple of tries. Yeah. He came on as a reserve. I was not pleased about that. But, you know, what's funny about this match is I actually made a managerial mistake here. I had got – I picked up Jack Heighton, fly mm-hmm. half fullback. Yeah, game, dude. I completely forgot I picked him up. So when I submitted <laughs> my lineup, I totally forgot that I had him. <laughs> And then I was going back through it. I was like, I thought I made another selection because I picked up um, <laughs> who I picked up, right? But I picked him up, and then I'm going back and I'm looking at the the, the exchanges, and I'm like, oh my god, I had Jack Hyten. He scored a try, kicked a conversion, would have yeah. gotten me, uh, I think, three or six extra points over Will Hooley. It probably would have had me winning in the match against Stankus Stankus, you know, who is still undefeated and now. And that's fantasy for you. <laughs> And it's fantasy yeah. right there. I would have beat yeah. everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our it boy Andrew true. Coe being offsides. I mean, come on, you're an international. Of course. Well, yeah, I, I, was just, I, I, I was just going to mention that. He, I was just like, I, I messaged Matt because I wasn't watching it live, but my brother saw it and I was just like, yeah. damn, did, 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 was it a good try? And he's like, oh, no, it's getting called back. He was definitely <laughs> offside. Like, oh, you know what? It. I was kicking myself because I wanted Sean Windsor to get a try assist. And I thought, oh, this is a perfect try assist. And uh, you know what? Coe just got a little antsy. He just had to hold a little bit. And, you know. It was, it was a great kick. Oh, it was a great catch. 
Oh, it was a yep. perfect catch. Yeah. Everything. Yep. He all he yep. did like a half gritty. Yeah. It was all it was it was perfect. And then just got <laughs> yeah. caught. He knew. He knew in his head. He was just like, ah, I can't do it. It's gonna get called back. But yeah. I will say though, he he uh he did I did message him afterwards. I'm like, oh man, good game, dude. Like too bad you were he's like, ah oh, man, yeah, I know. Like I I too bad on that try, man. But he was he was in tune and he he pointed out, I told him, like, oh man, Matt was pretty happy this week. He had Sam Windsor and uh, and Andy Ellis. He was able to he's like, oh uh yeah, it looks like you'll get his first dub and then finally he's like oh but who had a, a rugby new york set piece like they went off this week they must have had got a lot of points i'm like yeah but he was on the bench and got benched so he's like ah, oh, too bad so just another just another lineup blunder and uh, he's definitely on the uh, the fantasy football crew, so know, he's feeling it too speaking so of speaking of hayden though i i wouldn't be surprised if they continue with hayden and windsor playing at the same time um it's kind of hard to keep both guys off. I mean, honestly, I think Hayden's more informed than Sam Windsor is right now. And it's hard for me to say that as a Sam Windsor owner, uh, continuously yeah. watching Hayden steal kick points away from him. Yeah. Uh, I, I punch myself every time it happens. But, but I, wonder if that was match, I wonder if that was matchup-based, right? Because I think they pulled yeah. a couple of their regular starters for Dallas. Yeah. I was impressed with Buckley. I thought Buckley, the scrum half, played pretty yeah, well. Him too. I'm, also, yeah. I'm also wondering like how many of these... I mean, obviously, like Andy Ellis and Simmons are both like long-term vets, and they've been playing rugby for a long time. So how much of it is just like, all right, these are the, the, the later <laughs> days of my career. We'll let, the, we'll let Buckley start. We'll let these younger guys start, and then I'll come in and, and close out the game. I know Windsor start, but, you know, not playing the full match. Who knows? It, no, I mean, that's a good point, though, because... Yeah. Would you rather have Andy Ellis play in 60 minutes in March or would you rather him play in 65, 70 minutes come, you know, um, uh, May, June, July when you're in the right. stretch run for a playoff there spot, you, you know? True. Mind you, sometimes it looks like Andy Ellis is out there for a Sunday jog. It does. It does look like that. But at the same time, I think that goes to show you like how good he is, how good he is compared to all the other players. Because when he was on, and I was watching some of those later like game later in the match tries, he was like, and he was a large part of that distribution and opening those gaps for those players. So yeah, he might be going for a Sunday jog, but but for the MLR, it's a Sunday sprint for everyone else. So uh, no, he's like the old man in the rec basketball league you're like yeah i'm right. definitely guarding this guy because he's getting no points <laughs> right and then exactly. he takes so. you to the hoop it's Adam Sam rap in the rec basketball league. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, let's move on. A few matches here to round out round four. Seattle Seawolves taking on the Austin Gilgronies in a very, very wet matchup. Um, 25 to 18 Gilgronies coming on top, still uh, staying undefeated. Um, some guys that were the top performers here, guys, before I let you guys talk about it um, as I pull it up. Uh, we, we got, got uh, Lockie McCaffrey, Rhino Herbs coming through. Lockie McCaffrey coming in with 7.1 points. Rhino Herbs coming in with 6.7. And then some familiar names here. You got Julian Dominguez. He's Classic. been on fire for this entire season so far. One. Crazy. 6.6 <laughs> fantasy points. Mac Mason, he's been, you know, a big, big time player for the Gilgronies and a big part of their success and a big part of um, Hokey's success, except for him not being in his lineup this week, even him getting the dub. Six points there for Mac Mason. Um, I don't think we need to talk too much about the logistics of this match, but just, I think, touching on the Gilgronies. And if, is this team the real deal, man? Because they, I feel like there was some doubt with them a couple matches in. I mean, they were taking some lighter competition. They took on Old Glory DC. They took on Dallas Jackals to start the season. But, I mean, they're coming off of a big, big win against Seattle. Um, man, I think th this is the team to beat in the MLR right now. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I it's tough to say. I mean, this league is honestly so, so competitive right now. I feel like that 
Uh, people who are we ex are expecting to win are are not winning. People who we thought at the beginning of the season was going to be just awful teams, or you know, going three and one like the Houston SaberCats. But um, I think I think they could be the real deal. I, I, I mean. I guess we'll see. We're four games in, so. I mean, that's the go. thing too, guys, is that there's a lot of, I mean, just like our fantasy league, I feel like there's a lot of, without much movement and, and how dynamic these and competitive yeah. it is, there is a lot of volatility when it comes to week-to-week -week performances. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm kind of getting, I guess, flashbacks to two weeks in and after seeing the Sabercats play. You know, we were really high on them. Like, oh my God, like, look at this team that was able to beat the Guiltinis and then come out and have a very competitive match against Rugby New York. Maybe this is a team that went from eighth to, to being very competitive this year, or excuse me, came from finishing last, 12th last season to, you know, being competitive this year. And we're like, oh man, these are the Sabercats. This might be the next team. And then now they've kind of fizzled out and now are even. Maybe this will happen to the Gilgronies too, but yeah. I just don't know. It's just, it's tough. They they looked so cohesive over every other team at this point of the season. It's just hard to argue against that. Just remember teams that start one and three, you know, maybe 0 oh and three, they can go on to win the chip. You never know. Oh, is that is that a little bit of a foreshadowing to what you're going to do in our fantasy league? <laughs> is that what you're trying to say here? You so, never know. The maybe, bank's retired, maybe. so it's time to go. <laughs> one right, thing that i'm you. looking one thing that i'm tracking from a player standpoint is because it affects my team is uh mark o'keefe who's been who's a who's a mm. center for the gilgronis who uh, has been playing great this year uh two weeks ago he had two tries but he mm -hmm. came off on halftime or they subbed him out and brought in uh dom akina who he's a guy who had that electric try i think a couple of weeks ago but he's a he's a guy that um concerns me a little bit because they're going to are they going to start splitting minutes a little bit more um he's an electric <laughs> runner when he's got the ball in his hands is he on your well, team it's, fu yeah. it's funny yeah he's on he's on vanny's team and it's funny you mentioned yeah. that because we had a conversation about this last week where we were like we had the conversation about players who may not be starters, but maybe kind of these guys that come in later in the match and have a real big impact. And it seems like that's kind of the role that Akina is having right now for the Gilgronies. I mean, what he was able to do last match, not round four and round oh. three, when he turned on the Jets at half. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, not many guys. <laughs> not many guys can do that. And if you can bring a guy like that late on into a match to have that type of impact, maybe that's the role that he carves out. It's going to be hard to rely on a guy like that, um, but maybe there are certain players that you're going to be able to plug in your lineup who are maybe not yeah. starters who have that role. But uh, yeah, it's hard. I would be I would be scared too, Fitzy, when I see a guy like Akina, who's athletic as he is, um, you know, vying at that that center spot. Uh, O'Keefe's a good player. I mean, yeah, the guy can, yeah. The guy's a good player, but him coming, you know, as an outside center, inside center coming off at halftime, unless he's injured, like you should be on the it's, field for eighty minutes. It's tough yeah. though, Fitzy. I mean, there is no like the thing with this that I've noticed is there is no consistency to tell. You know, is he going to play in eighty? Maybe there's some guys that, you know, are, are locked in for 80. But at the same time, the coaches can make any decision to just say, all right, we're going to we're gonna make a sub yeah. and, and, and make that out. And then you're sitting there like, oh, like, I this guy, I'm relying on this guy for whatever points. And so far, he's not even going to get one. So yeah. it's it's <laughs> tough. And you, it's hard to drop those guys, too. Yeah, it is. Like, they can go off at any point because they've I mean, like, seen it before. Yeah. To Betty Lopetti for, for Seattle, I mean, every time he gets the ball in open field, I'm like – He's going to break. He's going to shake someone's ankles. He's going to burst through the line. Yeah. He had it's a tough to game again. It's fun to watch to have yeah, those I think guys, he's too. Still concussed. So, so. That's, well. that's probably it.
We'll see. All right, so let's let's wrap up these two matchups real quick here, guys. Houston Sabercats, San Diego Legion. The Legion coming up on top, thirty-one to twenty. Uh, some top performers from that match. Thomas Maroney might preview him here in the waiver wire segment. Six, uh, fourteen point five fantasy points, sitting twenty-three on the season so far. Back three center or back row center eligibility, so that's pretty tasty as well. He came huge for the San Diego Legion this past week, and uh, Vandy's boy. Feels like he gives him a heart attack every single week, but Joe Peterson coming big too, nine points this week. Wasn't enough Just to get sniper. the dub, but uh, but he was Watch. able to go in some other names. Jax Hildalgo, 7.7 points. David Coatser, seven points for Houston. And then Christian Dyer, 6.6 points for Houston. Big pickup for Maddie there. But uh, quickly, guys, uh, biggest takeaways from Houston, uh, San Diego. I mean, it's... Uh... I'm it's, sad to I see... apologize for what I said before the season started. <laughs> I low key, low key, not even low key anymore. I like the Legion. Oh, get out of here! Oh, get out of here! The Warriors don't want to no, hear that. Yeah, the Warriors can't hear that. You got hey, a mistress wait. now. You got hey, a mistress now. now. You, the, the Utah Warriors, Warriors are going through a tough time. They're going. You can't be. You can't be going on having a side chick here, Vandy. Hey, you you got to be all in with Utah. Your eyes don't wander. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. Come on now. I know you're better than that, Vandy. Come on. But, but uh, uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzy, any uh, thoughts here on on uh, fantasy implications for San Diego Houston match? Anything you saw particularly? I mean, it looks to me a lot of uh, free agent available guys in this match that uh, are available for pickup this coming round. San Diego's fun to watch. I think they're just mm. fun to watch. They're going to put up a lot of points. They're they're going to work things out on defense. It's, it seems like teams are able to to move the ball a little bit on them, but. Uh, I just love watching Nate Osberger play. I mean, that dude yeah. has just, just been playing lights out. And, and Peterson, I mean, that guy practically is automatic from the tee, you know, so those kicking points. <laughs> much. So, you know, maybe that's a trade opportunity for everyone who has him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, all right, and then let's hit this last matchup, guys. Giltinis versus New England Free Jacks. The, it was a tight one, and then the Giltinis finally – yeah, it was a good match, and uh, finally Giltinis able to pull through there with the big dub as I pull up some names here. I know, uh, Vandy, you had a bunch of these guys um, that yeah. pulled through for you. A little bit short there, um, but nonetheless, it was good to see those guys pull through. Not so much John Ryberg for uh for uh, I don't even there, want to but... talk about him. Let's, let's right. just move on. Man, all right, well, here's some names here. He is the dud with, he's the dud with size. That's what he is. Yeah, there we go. Well, here's some names uh, that were topping the list there in that match. Uh, two New England players, Paula Balacana and Peter Jansen. Uh, 6.3.6.1 points respectively. Big pickup for uh, for JJ with Peter Jansen. He was able to put the fab dollars on that and outbid Hokey um, by $1 there. And then the pickup by... Uh, by Hokey there, basically who won him the matchup, Paula Bellican against <laughs> Rugby Morning, against you, Fitz. How did that feel seeing that he made that matchup pick? Great pickup. Go back and watch the highlights of how he scored that match, how he scored that try in the match. So he scored in like the 44th minute mm-hmm. right before. But if you watch the play, <clears throat> I forget who, who offloaded the ball to him, but he basically just threw it out on the wing. Yep. The ball <laughs> bounces normally right a rugby ball it's such an odd shaped ball the ball's gonna bounce backwards it's gonna go forward it's gonna go out of bounds it bounces right into his freaking hands <laughs> fall over. rolls over end to end perfect like i and lost my I, fantasy I, matchup because of that 
and yeah, I will you know, say that was, just, that was the karma coming back. You didn't get the minus fifty points, so for for Fitz, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I did not score. I believe it was the eight man on uh, on uh, what's it called on New England. Uh, who's the eight man on that team? I can't remember. It's passing by me, but uh, it was the eight man, and I did not. Who made that uh, that blunder of a pass? And I did not count that as a try assist. Thank you. So Thank you. so if that if that, if that goes for anything, that that was not a good enough pass to pass as a try assist. But I I can't take away the try of Paula Balacana. So uh, unfortunately, um, can't do anything for you there. That's but, the way uh, the ball bounces. I mean, great pickup by 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 Hokey there, right? To get Vegas Stankers to to pick him up. And uh, that's the type of stuff that's going to keep you undefeated. He stays uh, stays four and zero. So uh, you know, pretty I, big, I, another big week with him. But even though Giltini's won, one of the things that I took away was that Giltini's are by no means, um, uh, no means are one that I would say comfortably. I mean, the score obviously says it, but they were making so many errors in the in the twenty two, and it just seemed like. It seemed like they have this trend of shooting themselves in the foot when they have a chance to have a chance to you know win games and and obviously they won this one but um, when they have a chance to you know score more tries um, watching them they just dominate man like they dominate that is true, but, they dominate the end and they just never get points off it yeah yeah and and I and mean it, most of their tries were I mean there might like the tries were mostly I believe from from not you know not within the 22 it wasn't building phase within 22 it was it was making magic happen uh, making magic happen through the backs right and and i think once they get in the 22 and um they just i don't know what it is but to your point they don't score when they're yeah, well, i mean i, they I will said, they literally said yeah. like the wingers and everything weren't even touching the ball for what felt like 15 minutes it was just like Meet the wall, pass the ball, meet the wall, pass the ball. And they they didn't try and do anything to the outside, nothing. Like, it was just, like, repeat, repeat, repeat. And then, thankfully, Nathan DeHolt got one in there, like, right on. But, I, I, mean, I will, I will say, thing. yeah, I will say, guys, though, that with this Giltini's team, something to look out for, which I have noticed, is that this is, this is not – I don't think this is the same Giltini squad that we're going to see in, you know – two months time or in a month's time there's a lot of things that they're dealing with right now i feel like there's a lot of players that are playing in certain spots that aren't going to be in those spots i think come a month down the line so it'll be interesting to see how the how the guiltinis kind of navigate through this as they start to get some players back i mean there's some big names that we haven't even seen a glimpse of yet i, th- yeah. I know we saw a little bit of magito earlier off in the season had hasn't played since i believe that first round um and the we, have, saw we haven't seen DT, a, yeah we haven't yeah, even seen dth yet that's all you saw him that's all you saw and i mean he was the tri score leader um last mm-hmm. year so you have players like that that are haven't made an appearance yet for the guiltini so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of navigates as we as we move forward but uh i mean my only last thing to say with this yeah. it's got no fantasy implication at all but the audacity of mr andrew gilchrist to sponsor his own games with not the martini drink of the gilgroni not the martini drink of the guiltini no the lager of the gilly the audacity <laughs> of this guy 
to continue to throw his name in the mix. Oh my goodness! Anyway, you know what? I think I think we need to have an episode where we taste test all of them. Let let's go let's go get a guiltini. Let's go get a guiltroni, <laughs> and in. let's go get this lager gilly, and let's see let's see how good this really is, and let's see if it's worth it to be calling a friggin' rugby team <laughs> based on these drinks. I don't know. I feel like it has to be a pretty dang good drink <laughs> for uh for, yeah, for you to be a naming episode. a rugby team on it. That the would beer be a good sponsor episode. of every MLR team. Yeah. We'll just have a taste off. There we go. There we go. Well, let's move on here, guys. Um, Yeah, yeah, there we go. For sure. Free drinks. Dude, Fitz will be there first thing. We can start Um, at 8 a.m. We can start filming at 8 a.m. There we go. It'll be an extended live stream. By the end of the day, we'll be absolutely shot. We'll be all passed out. It'll be great. Um, But with that being said, um, Fitz, we're going to keep you on for one last segment here to give you an update on how the league is going with a little um, announcement by Commissioner Yee. That's right. Hear ye, hear ye. It is Commissioner Yee with his three thoughts of this week. Um, Got to give you guys a little bit of an update, though, before I give you my thoughts on this first round. How are the teams standing after four rounds of play? Well, let's talk about the matchups that came through this week. Victoria's Secret beating Lads on Tour. 17.5 points to 14.6 came down to the wire. Peter Jansen of Lads on Tour, uh, John John's uh, 6.1 points was just not enough to take over Hankel Grimmie and the Victoria's Secrets, uh, 17.5 points there. Rock and roll, Matt, coming out with his first big dub, beating the Tijuana Hookers, 22.5 to a whopping 2 points. And I will touch on that matchup in a little bit. A little bit of uh, uh, extraneous things happening there, which made it not as close as it should be, but we will touch no, on that. it was a fair there win. There we go. Uh, Dankus Anchors beating, unfortunately, Rugby Morning 18.3 to 15.2. Not as high of a scoring matchup as last week, but nonetheless, it was d- still down to the wire. Mike Shepard, 6.2 points. Just not enough to overtake what Dankus Anchors was going to do. Dankus Anchors stays undefeated. Rucking Goat falling to Bing Bong theory 26.6 points to 24.1 so a close matchup vandy like you said you would have beat every other team this week except for west but i do think that is trending upwards for you a little bit of a standing update here dankus anchor stands atop of the standing still at four and oh he has a whopping 126 points four uh that is the highest above anyone else by 16 points uh, Bing Bong Theory, Double. number two, moving up two spots from number four last week. He's sitting at three and one at the second spot. And Fitzy, you've fallen a little bit here. You're going from two to three, sitting at two and two now. Oh. Lads on tour is at fifth. Victoria's Secret, number four, both sitting at two and two. Points four is the difference there. And then we got three teams sitting at one and three in the order of Rucking Goat, Tijuana Hookers, and then Ruck and Roll no, to wind up the backwards. bottom I'm, there. So. I'm uh, unfortunately, Matt, you still got to sit at the bottom there. You just haven't put up enough points. You have passed the 60 bird, finally. Last team to do so, but not enough. You need, you need around 10 more. talking about my poor record. I'm going to have to bring the bag back out, and this isn't going to be a good No, show you retired it, man. No, no, this is, we're, we get out. better and better week in and week out, man. We keep on moving up here. We, we retired that bag. Next week, we're going to hear good things. We're going to hear good things. Be positive, man. Be positive. It's all good. Um, so that is the updated standings and the points for um, just some thoughts, though, that I need to touch on here. I think the biggest thing here, and, and I did have a conversation with our league members, um, is I think the idea of making sure 
that we're setting our lineups week in and week out. I think with this league, especially with how reliant I am on our league members and our guys to kind of participate and stay in with this, it is important that um, you guys continue to send me your lineups on time. Uh, make sure that you're getting me your waiver wire claims and your pickups on time as well. Um, it just It's a big piece of how we're going to keep this thing going. And I think if there's any faulties there, um, it's very easy for this thing to fall apart easily just with how the things we're doing and the way we're doing it. It just requires um, the participation of all our league members to its fullest. And I get it. I get that there's real life and I get there's things that happen outside of it. So if there is anything that does come up that, that inhibits you of, let's say, setting a lineup when we just let me know and we can figure something out and try to get your lineup up, whether or not it's, you know, figuring out something in advance, we can try to work with you. But I think yeah. the biggest thing here is having unset lineups going into the round. I think that's the biggest thing that we can't have. And and I know that this is going to ha- not happen with our league, but if league members start becoming inactive and not starting to send lineups, um, we are not, we have a lot of people that are really excited about fantasy rugby that would love to have a spot in this league. Um, and we don't want to waste those spots by, uh, by guys that are inactive because even in any fantasy sport, and we've all dealt with it before when you have inactive league members, it just kind of brings down the whole thing so uh, we want to make sure that we keep this going forward and keep uh, everyone as active as possible not worried with you guys but just what needed to make sure i I made that uh, made that clear out there um and And, uh, and feel free to not set your lineup when you're playing me um i'll say it every week but yeah just just i mean i will say mad forget have a few too many i beat you week one without even changing my lineup i don't even know who there we go i will say i will say Even with that lineup set, Matt, you were going to come away with a W, so not much change there. So um, you you give yourself some credit. You put it together a nice little lineup there to put you one and three. I wouldn't get, uh, I wouldn't uh, cut you uh, too loose, but uh, yes, you get. I think that's a round of applause. You got the the first dub of the season, man. Good there job. Go. <laughs> Everyone else uh, is Jared, ready to have good money. Here. That's true. It is true. Um, And this one last announcement here for our league members. Um, I will be adding a free agent tab into our league spreadsheet. Um, I think that was a consensus kind of thing from our league members. So I'll be adding that. I'm just going to paste all of the the uh, players who are on that main spreadsheet who have a free agent. Uh, designation on that spreadsheet. I'm just going to take those players, paste in a different spreadsheet, so at least you can guys can control F and just look at that spreadsheet of all the guys who are available, and I'll remove them accordingly as they get picked up. So that will be added as well. Um, Fitz, since we have you here, and uh, we'll round out the show with uh, at least this segment with this and having you on with this, um, are there any improvements or any suggestions or feedback that you have that you've been um you know noticing four weeks in because we would love to hear because i I mean that's the whole point of this project right is to all of us to kind of work together to make fantasy rugby as optimal and as uh, the most fun it can be and i think by just getting the feedback from the league members is a a great way to do that so um with you having played this for four weeks now um anything that you have in terms of suggestions or things that you would change moving forward that maybe we could take into consideration yeah, and, and I don't know if there necessarily be changes to implement f- <clears throat> for this season, but um, yeah, I think uh, finding additional ways for, for players to accumulate points, right? Because I yeah. think I think it's fun when, when, you, when you go in and you see your fantasy score and the numbers are kind of high, right? Like when, mm-hmm. you're, when you've got zeros next to some players, you're like, wow, those guys do absolutely nothing all game. It certainly didn't look like it, right? So like... Yeah, is it tackles? Is it, you know, a half points for some type of possession? Is there are there points for, you know, if you do a grubber or some kicks that are successful? Do you lose a point if you drop a kick? You know, things like that, right? Or like a, a ways for, for players to accumulate points a little bit more so there's not 
zeros next to some of the players, that could be that could be something to be figured out. Um, I mean, another thing that you hit on, and it's tough, right? Because I mean, you're hand scoring this, but yeah, you know, and obviously there's not a central place to go where we could follow in real time. But that's kind of also the intrigue, I think, of this of this league is that we get the points unless you kind of scoring at home and you know who's scoring tries, you know, if your team is doing well or not, but like, you know, finding ways to, uh, particularly if there's a game on a Friday and a couple on a Saturday and some on Sunday, have a general idea of where your team stands going into some final matchups, say like gotcha. a Saturday night yeah. or like a Sunday. So like kind of adds to the suspense a little bit, particularly if since the matchups were so close this past week, if it was like, Hey, you know, going into the LA New England match, you know, um, you're down by five. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need to try from this guy, you know? So, but again, that is so hard. We've got lives outside of of this uh, (laughs) or not. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just, I'm just in my, I'm just in my cave. You're just crunching away numbers when I'm off here, crunching away numbers. That's, that's how I I need the people to see me. Just some curmudgeon-y friggin', you know, just in the dark cave of, of, of uh, the, uh, the fantasy rocker studio trying to figure all this, uh, this fantasy rugby stuff out. But But uh, I will say it's, it's encouraging to see so many, um, folks in the general discord channel that aren't players in the league. Cause mm-hmm. to your point, I think there are people fascinated by what we're doing and interested by what we're doing. And there's definitely some characters in this league. And, you know, I think that expresses itself in some of the, the antics that take place in discord. So like the more of that, the better. Uh, yeah. But I mean, across the board, I've just been enjoying it. For sure. Um, And I mean, I give a shout out. I mean, a lot of people have been like that where they've been enjoying the league. I mean, it's really rewarding to see that, too, from our end, just because it's cool to see a lot of people buying in, even if they don't have, I guess, quote unquote, skin in the game like you guys have being in this league. But, man, I'm I'm getting good feedback. I mean, there's one guy on our weekly Reddit post where we post the rankings and post uh, the standings to give everyone um, uh, updated with their league and and, and shout out to the, the MLR community on Reddit. They've been absolutely fantastic with the support with this project. There's been a lot of people that have um been wanting that weekly update and i only do it because there are people interested so a uh, shout out to you guys out there but someone posted they're like besides the mlr itself this is my next favorite thing to keep track of and i think they're like you're saying fitzy there's that intrigue of fantasy rugby and and putting i guess a different spin on how to watch these games which makes it a lot of fun so um yeah no that's great points and i think that's something all those points are something we want to see in future uh fantasy mlr season to come and as we uh, let you go here fitzy to uh, to round out this show man um, I know you got a big thing going over at, at Rugby Morning. I have subscribed to your uh, your uh, daily morning um, newsletter that comes out. Let's me know what the heck is going on in in the rugby world here in North America, but also across uh, across the globe as well. It's a, a nice little spot to kind of get all that information. Why don't you kind of explain to the people what that's all about and and what you're doing at, at Rugby Morning? Yeah, it's pretty much it's. Uh... It's a it's a newsletter that goes out Monday morning through Saturday morning, and it's a way just to curate some of the top news around the world, primarily with a with an American slash North American point of view. And it's a, it's an easy way for for folks to to stay informed on some of like the headlines and that are going on um, in rugby and MLR and Eagles overseas and, and things like that. And it's an email that you can read in five minutes after your morning coffee. So. Yeah, you can find us on on social at Rugby Morning. You can sign up from there. So appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate the plug. definitely. Dev, definitely make sure you go check that out because even Vandy wasn't you know, interested. He just got up and left. <laughs> yeah, no, Van, Vandy, Vandy, he's uh, screwed. I've already, I've already subscribed. No, I'm already onto my research and everything. Right now. 
Yeah, yeah that's he's, it. he's ready to subscribe. But no, it's it, it was a, a great, great uh, a resource to kind of get all that content uh, for me, at least haven't been subscribed for, I guess, a month and a half now just to see, hey, what, what's going on today? And, and, and it's cool. And I appreciate you giving the Fantasy Rucker shout out, shout out there in that email as well, because I'm sure people will be wanting to see a, a fantasy rugby aspect to that as well. So um, no, it's been a, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun to uh, to see that in there and, and all the other content. And, and like I said, Fitz, it's been uh, it's been great to have you on here to kind of give the 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 league the league member kind of point of view and and uh i guess vandy's too busy subscribing to that email already but uh um uh, we'd love to have you on again man and and i really appreciate all the support and all the fun and all, all the uh, other stuff that you've been contributing to this league man it's been it's been good well guys appreciate you having me on and again thanks for, for starting the league it's been a lot of fun and good luck fellas this weekend i hope you pull off your your second win Fitz doesn't actually mean that. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. Don't like... worry. I, w- I will be posting the, the matchups for the rest of the season on the, the spreadsheet so you guys will see who you guys are facing. Uh, nice. But I haven't posted yet, so don't don't be wishing anyone uh, good luck too soon, uh, <laughs> uh, Fitzy there. You might be uh, might be facing one of these guys. Yeah, but, yeah. but hey, man, good to, ha- good to have you, man. And, uh, and hopefully we can have you on soon, man. We'll definitely bring you on again. Absolutely. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, no problem. All right. Well, that was our conversation with Fitzy. Good conversation, yeah, man. Yeah. I think it's it's Take really that. good to it's good to see. I guess the um, the point of view from someone who's in the league it doesn't really it doesn't have a stake in the project but has just joined it for fun yeah. um it's been it's been really cool to uh, to see uh, what, what he had to say about the league and the input he had to say about it. It's even great to just see the personalities of the people that are yeah. that are participating in this. It and, humanizes you know, it. Yeah, and the, just the 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 depth of knowledge that that different people have on the game and and the different opinions and 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 point of views of the game. I think it I think it's awesome and and seeing the way that people are are uh, are getting their actual opinion on the league. It's it's uh, it's really nice to hear. Yeah, it sure. is. Uh, it is pretty cool. So we uh, we we'll, we'll definitely try to bring uh, Rugby Morning and, and Fitz back on to definitely have that conversation again and uh, and talk about those hopefully big weeks to come in the future. But with that being said, uh, longer longer little thing here, guys. Um, so we're gonna not touch on this too long. We're gonna quickly go through waiver wires and our RAN five match preview. Just uh, some quick guys that you're seeing. So let's I talk about some it. waiver. Let's talk about some waiver wires quickly here, guys. Or guys who are available this week week we mentioned it a lot of those guys came from that uh that match between uh was it the jackals no what was the match that had a lot of uh, free agents available was it houston uh well there's a lot of san Toronto diego guys or some rugby new york guys oh san diego there we go that that san diego match um, had a bunch of players from there yeah but, uh, i mean so here, let me list the let me list the top names, guys. Here of of guys that are here, and then we'll see what your reaction is here. So Thomas Morani, he rounds out the list right now. He's the top player, twenty third on the season, sixteen point five total fantasy points. Now fourteen of those are coming from this last round, but he does have the center back row eligibility, which could come huge. Uh, a new player for Rugby New York coming in, Kalola Tulomo, didn't make any appearances in the first three weeks, but comes in big in round four, front row position, eleven point four fantasy points. I mean, Fitzy mentioned it usually it's dylan fawcett that is uh reaping the rewards of those set piece plays but this time it was kalola yeah. to I mean, let's just remember that that was a one-off for new york to be that dominant in in the set piece i don't think they'll be that dominant 
again fair fair enough and then we got Jax Hidalgo he's sitting at number 15 on the season so uh, I think he's the highest free agent so far 20.1 fantasy points scoring 12.4 in week three and now 7.7 in week four for Houston he's a back three player not sure how many guys need back three players um, but those are your big uh, double digit scores let's see here who else there is um, Duncan Matthews Nick Feeks Harry Barlow are some big names that are still available um you know, any guys that you're eyeing in particular here for the waiver wire? Uh, I mean, I was, I think I talked to you about this earlier in the week or on after the Toronto match, but I think somebody that might, might warn look, he didn't get too many points, but uh, maybe not for this week since Toronto's on by, but Matthew Hood uh, is somebody who seems to be getting the ball a lot and seems to be uh, breaking the line a lot. Um, I think that at some point that's going to show up on the scoreboard and, and the other person you brought him up is is Marani. Um, they're playing the Old Glory DC, and and as I say, pick up your San Diego Legion players. They're facing Old Glory DC. It's time to pick them up. <laughs> Yeah, Vanny, Vanny's got a bunch of those. So maybe uh, we won't see many waiver wire pickups from him. But we'll see um, whether or not uh, he trusts his uh, his Legion players. I know he trusts uh, Peterson. He, I think he's earned his trust after and the Bjorn. past few weeks. And point. Bjorn. And, there uh, we go. And and just in addition to that, I just forgot a San Diego Legion guy, Matias Freya. Yeah. yeah. That guy looks good. Um, he's already and, uh, he's picked up, though. Oh, I don't uh, think so. No, he's not, Vandy. No? He's uh, he's a free agent, so. yeah. And uh, guess what? He can kick as well. So uh, I mean, uh... he literally kicked a ball straight off of another kick back to the back into the twenty-two. He received the kick. He didn't decide to catch it. No, 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 no. He kicked it out of the air, volleyed it right back. Really? Is that the qualifications for That's an the automatic pickup? That's to say that you got to pick him up. <laughs> there we go. Vanny, shut up. Put at least man. 90 fab on him. There we go. There we go. Well, that's some uh, some waiver wire pickups that we have mentioned. Note, uh, don't want to get too deep in the weeds here because we got to wrap up the show pretty quickly here. Yep. But um, we will be uh, we will be releasing our weekly uh, PDF document on our Discord channel that has all the weekly rankings, the top performers from round four, the top performers on the season so far, top uh, free agent picks, um, and like I mentioned to our league members in our league spreadsheet, we will have uh, top free agents uh, available for you ahead of the waiver wire transaction period which you will be able to have a look at to break down what players are available and what positions they play if they kick how many points they have all those nice things for you to make those waiver decisions um and then let's move on here quickly i'm just going to name out all the round five matches here guys there are some exciting ones um just tell me which one you're most excited to watch this week i will mention the toronto arrows are on by so make sure you get all your toronto arrows out of your lineup and you replace them with players who are playing this week it's not a mega bye week like last week so it's going to be a little bit more easier to manage um, but be wary Toronto Arrows players will not be dressing up in round five so some big matchups here Seattle Seawolves taking on the NOLA gold three and one for the Seawolves oh and three for the NOLA gold the matchup of uh, winless teams, the Utah Warriors taking on the Dallas Jackals, Warriors 0-3, Jackals 0-4. Uh, the two-and-run uh, rugby Atlanta team is taking on the Houston Sabercats, who are 2-2. Two and two. And this is a fun one here, the Gilgronis 4-0 taking on the Giltinis at 2-1. and one. Rugby New York taking on the Free Jacks. The Rugby New York are still undefeated at 3-0 as well. Free Jacks 2-1. And, and then the Legion are taking on the 0-4 Old Glory DC team. They are sitting at 3-1. Guys, have you looked at those uh, matchups there? Which one are you most excited to watch this round five? Utah get their first dub, baby. There hey, we go. 
Somebody, somebody's got to get. I was gonna say that matchup right there. Somebody's got to get their first dub out of those two teams. So, who's, I, who's it gonna I mean, be? I guess, I guess I, next episode we'll be either talking of. Uh, Hey, first franchise win for Dallas. This is great. And Vandy's going to be crying. Or we get really pumped up for Vandy because his team, he gets to experience his first team's MLR win first as a fan. Job, baby. I can feel it Hopefully. already. And, uh, <laughs> the, the only other, I think the other matchup that's notable to look at is, is uh, let's find out if these Gilgonies are the real deal and they face yeah. the former champs. Giltinis aren't playing the best and, and they're not in the form of last year, but but I think this will be this will be still a good test for them to see where they're at and uh, whether they're the real deal. Um, and maybe who's at this... home for that one? Gilgronies. The Gilgronies are home, so yeah. we'll see. And they've had a pretty big showing there with their yeah. fans. They've had. They've I had mean, anything's better than seeing the empty. Too. Yeah, anything's better than seeing the empty LA Coliseum. Yeah. So. <laughs> It is interesting. So with that being said, and Vandy wanting to see that big dub by the Utah Warriors so bad, I've uh, allowed him to give him a little bit of extra mic time to give a little uh, send-off message here to his Utah Warriors as they uh, prepare for that uh, Dallas Jackals matchup. Vandy, I leave it all to you. All right, boys. I mean, it's simple here. We got to activate Mike Tao. I mean, at the fullback position, he's got to make himself open. He's got to get in those areas. You never want to put it on one guy. There's 15 guys on the field, but some guys need to step up. All right, at the end of the day, if we can't beat these jackals, we ain't got a hope this season. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, the script's yeah, there. there. We, go. we got the big vibe. We got the big rest. And, I mean, and, it's all yep. all downhill from here, baby. We win the next three. We're three and three. Easy I'm money. That just it, sounds man, like a... I'm convinced you've cursed them. You've cursed them. I, I, I think, so I, think I mean, you guys have been throwing on, you guys have been throwing around cash in the Discord channel and going to charity with all this 0 and 16 talk with, uh, with Matt and, and all this, uh, all this stuff. God, Man, I don't know. That. I feel like there needs to be a discussion. If the Utah Warriors go 0 and 18 this regular season, <laughs> and then we'll replay the clips that Vandy played at the start of the year <laughs> with how, how confident he was. I think we got to do something there. I think there, there's something. So league members. I think it should just be if they finish last. Well, hey, I'm open. I'm open to discussion. <laughs> well, we'll figure that though. But uh, with that being said, we'll leave it off on that note, and we'll we'll find out whether or not the Utah Warriors get that first dub this week, and we'll find out whether or not Matthew can get a second dub, whether or not Vandy can get a second dub, whether oh, or not they I... can keep it rolling. We'll figure it all out. Exciting fantasy matchups to come. Uh, make sure you all stay tuned. The rankings will be coming out shortly, um, and and all the lo- other updates will be on our socials at the Fantasy Ruckers. Make sure you follow us there make sure you give us a yep. like on youtube and subscribe uh we really do appreciate it. and please everyone give us some feedback here join our discord channels join the chat in our uh, communities give us some feedback what you think should be in fantasy rugby um and 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 we'd love to hear it and we'd love uh, to take it all in to just make fantasy rugby closer to uh becoming a reality in the mlr with that being said for matt ye for devin vandy vanderpool i appreciate you guys all tuning in we'll be back for episode number nine coming up next week You've been listening to the Fantasy Ruckers Show, bringing fantasy rugby to the masses, covering everything rugby from the MLR and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and be sure to tell all your friends. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, connect with us on social media at the Fantasy Ruckers. Till next time, this is the Fantasy Ruckers Show, signing off.